0: we're going through our sermon series core values these are the values to which Oasis Church Chicago lives by believes in however let me say this to you because we have built these biblically based off of what the Bible tells us let me say this and if you say you know what Oasis isn't my home church that's cool we're glad you're here but you can learn from these core values You can discover what God says to people through these values. And so as they hand them out, we're going to be discovering the second core value, which is people are calling. And I'm super excited today to share this message. Uh, One final announcement um, that uh, we want to make sure that we get to you guys. Baptism Sunday is happening at the end of September. Um, So if you are interested, if you missed the opportunity to be baptized last time, uh, and you want to get baptized, please, 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 everybody look here. We need you to go meet with the Connect Bar, the info team, to make sure that we get you set up for Baptism Sunday at the end of September. Amen? Everybody's got one? Everyone's getting one? They're handing them out? Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Also, let me uh, give one more announcement here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you Uh, to each and every one of you that texted, called, uh, just messaged Rachel and I. Uh, We're going to be parents. So um, thank you. It's kind of wild. As I was praying for those little ones, I just was just amazed at what God's doing and how he's growing and how he's bringing more babies. And uh, man, I'm Pray for for, for me (laughs) to be a father. If I get one like me, oh, we're going to have the intercessory team praying all day long for this little one. (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, If we get one like like Rachel, we don't need to pray. She's just divine. She's awesome. It will come out if it's a girl like her. Points, points, major points right there. She is not here, but she'll hear that on the podcast. Praise the Lord. Um, But thank you so much. Uh, We're so excited and couldn't be more happy to raise a little one, that God would find us fit uh, to do that. And so thank you for your prayers and your support. But a baby's coming February, end of February of uh, next year. So looking forward to that. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. So um, people are calling. It's the second pillar of our church core values. People are our calling As we were talking about this, we did this sermon series a year and a couple months ago, and the church has changed quite a bit. And so we said we need to get these values out there to people so that they understand what we live by, how we operate, what we believe, what we stand on, but ultimately what we want to see God do here in this city. And, uh, man, as we were discovering core values, I was talking with Joseph, um, our amazing creative guy, and he was like, Pastor, I was studying, I was discovering core values, and uh, core in the Latin means heart, Core means heart in the Latin, and in the Hebrew, it means a measurement to fill the vessel. It's kind of interesting, right? Core values. What are you filling your heart with, right? What are we filling our heart with? That's a question you got to ask yourself every, to be honest, every single day. You need to ask yourself, what are you filling your lives with? With What are your eyes seeing? What are your ears hearing? What are you putting inside of your spirit? More than ever today, there is a battle for people's lives, and I'm, tr- I'm trying to just articulate this the best way, that we need to be a church that is filling our lives with the things of God, that is filling our hearts with the kingdom of truth, amen? And so this series has been incredible to kick off, and I just believe that God's continuing to speak, continuing to move. And so last week we did our, our, our phrase that we have as a church, Jesus, our hope, his city, our home. You know this is his city, amen? This ain't my city. I made a joke, and some people were laughing because like people on Instagram were like, I love my city. This is my city. This ain't your city. <laughs> this is God's city. And God's going to move in this city. And everybody said, here we go. So today, people are Call the second installment. Let me give you a little background of where we're going today. We're going to be reading out of Luke nineteen, Luke nineteen. But Jesus is on earth here. He's moving in his ministry. He is uh, he is actually on his final days before he heads to the cross. So Jesus is operating, he's ministering, he's doing amazing, crazy, awesome things, and now he's on his way to the cross, and he does something that's so profound to me. As he's on his way to the cross to redeem mankind, to to bring hope to each and every one of us, he does something crazy. He stops for a person. See, the whole thing about Jesus, what I love is, he's about people. Amen. Yeah. Okay. just want to make sure you know that. Jesus is about people. Even on the way to a death mission, he says, oh, no, I got to stop. I got to go I got to go minister to somebody. I got to go reach somebody. I got to go touch somebody. I got to go help somebody. Jesus we believe is in the business of redeeming people every single day. It's not he used to do this. It's not that he used to redeem. It's today he is in the business of redeeming people's lives so that they can walk in hope, they can walk in truth, they can walk in peace, they can walk in joy. This is the Jesus that I believe in. While he was on his way, he had one thing in his mind, and it was a person. And so, let me read this amazing story that you guys all know. Hopefully, it's Luke 19, 1 through 10. And it says this. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. Pause. Chief tax collector in the region, a.k.a. nobody liked that dude. You with me? Everyone with me? He was not a popular guy. His likes on social media were negative 100, okay? He was just a very, very much disliked person in the region. Tax collectors, not good people. Are we all with me here? Okay? So Zacchaeus is not only a tax collector, he is the chief tax collector. So there's, like, bad, and then there's, like, really bad. He's in the category of really bad, okay? Okay? with me? He tried, Zacchaeus, to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass by. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. That's crucial. He called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus! Jesus does something awesome. (laughs) I love Jesus. He said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus is the first person ever to invite himself over for dinner. It's awesome. So when I do it, I don't feel bad. I'm like, Jesus did it. I text people all the time. I'm coming over to eat. <laughs> They're like, you you are? Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Zacchaeus quickly, the response to Jesus was quick. Quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone. This is people talking that see it. He has gone to be with the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. People, man. People. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded to him. Salvation has come to this home today. Amen. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came. This is Jesus' proclamation. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Anybody thankful that Jesus seeked us out and saved us while we are lost. So, Father, these are your words. I pray today in the name of Jesus you will help us to receive these. You will teach us. You will grow us. You will challenge us. God, have your way in this place and space. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Cheers. Have any of you stressed over your call? My hand's up, right? Calling, right? We all talk about it all the time, especially in the church world. What am I called to do? A lot of times people come to me and they say, Pastor, what is my exact calling? What should I do in this life? What am I called to do? Who am I called to be? It's a question that's a good question to ask. I remember that I was a senior in college down at the university that I went to. And I was studying journalism and, and communications, right? And I was going three years through this entire program. And I got saved my senior year. So my life kind of became a little bit disrupted, right, in the best way possible, right? And so I'm, I'm sitting there in the summer between my junior year and senior year. And I'm taking summer school down at the university. I am taking a class called Philosophy of Human Communications. I'm learning about stuff that I didn't even know existed, right? So I have six weeks of a course that I got to pack in, like, six weeks of what would be a semester course. It is one of the hardest courses at the university. It's, like, ranked as, like, number one and number two, right? I'm, me, this guy sitting in the class, right? Everyone's like, I love this stuff. I'm sitting in the back row going, what am I doing in here? Like, this is not for me. I remember going through the first week, and I failed every test in the class. I need this class to graduate, right? And I called my dad, and I said, Dad, I don't know what to do. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, Dad, I need this one class to graduate in May, and I don't think I can do it. Dad, what am I called to do? Dad, I need to do something. Do something. I need to do something. He's like, son, pray. I was like, pray? Pray. That's the best advice you're giving me right now. I'm in a crisis. Anybody have ever been in a crisis and the friend's just like, just pray? (laughs) It's actually the best advice, but you're like, pray? You have nothing else to say to me? I said, Dad, pray? He said, pray. I said, okay, I'll pray. I went, took five minutes and prayed, and I called my dad back, and I said, hey, pops. He's like, what's up? I said, I prayed. He said, that fast? I said, yeah, I said, I'm going to go to the registrar's office, and I'm going to change my entire major going into my senior year. He said, son, don't do that. As I, I could hear him screaming in the phone as I was hanging up the phone. <laughs> I went into the registrar's office. Praise be to God. They loved me. It was awesome. They were like, hey, we'll make sure that you gra-. I switched my major into my senior year. People don't do this. But I was so overwhelmed with, like, God, what do I do? I can't finish this class. I'm not called to journalism. I'm called to something more. I don't know. I don't understand. Lord, help me. And as I asked God that question in that moment, he gave me clarity. He spoke to me. He said, JP, this is what I want you to do. This is the pathway to which I want you to go. We wrestle with calling all the time. But I'm here today to say something. That what if we all had the same call? What if each and every one of you, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, we have the same call? And that call is people. People. What if the avenues to which you work by, do life by, are different, but the call that's inside of us, the call from heaven to each and every one of us is the same, and that is people. This is what we believe as a church, that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going to do, that if you believe in Jesus Christ, if he's came into your heart, he's redeemed you, he's washed you, made you brand new, your call is now everybody else's call. We're all on the same page, and that is for People. See, this is the example of Jesus. So if I'm going to follow Jesus, if Jesus' call is for people, then our call should be the same, right? Amen? Like, our call is no different. It's not like I see Jesus and he's about people and I'm like, that's cool. Jesus is Jesus. I'm JP. I'm not about people. That's not how it works. See, if you love Jesus, if you see the love of Jesus and you understand the love that he has for you, then it should really break your heart to be about people. See, this is going to change some people in this room this morning. Because some of us have been in this room, and it's not a a condemning thing. You've walked with Jesus for a long time. You've walked with him, you've heard from him, but today your heart's going to get broken for people. Can I be honest with you? Just go walk through Chicago one day. Just go walk through the streets one day. I'm not talking about just about the people that are in the low and down and outs. I'm talking about every single person. I can't help but walk through the streets of Chicago. It happened the other day. I'm real emotional lately. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I was walking, literally walking through the street, going to a coffee shop, and I passed like five people. I don't know them. I don't know them by name. I don't know who they are. And the Lord just spoke to me so clearly. He's like, JP, this is your call. These are the people that I'm trying to get you to reach. Wake up. Stop being about yourself. I was like, wow, God, it's like 8 in the morning. Really? You're hitting me with the left hook that hard? And he was like, yeah, you're not worrying about the people that are around you. The call for each and every one of us as a follower of Jesus Christ, especially this church, is for people. We're gonna run after people. We're gonna pursue people. We're gonna bring people home. I wanna be a church that is known to be about people. What's Oasis Church known for? People. Not some cool hipster, black jeans, Chelsea boots, cool worship, awesome graphics, great worship, great kids' zone. No, I wanna be known because it's about people. People walk into these walls every single Sunday or Wednesday or whenever we gather, and they experience the love of Jesus Christ. Guys, this should fuel you. This should burden you. This should make you wake up in the middle of the night and go, God, help me, because people need what I have. Help me to just get outside of me and to be about people. See, Jesus is walking through this earth. He's ministering. He's doing great things, and he stops on his way to a cross. What's our excuse? Really, like, I thought, that, that hit me. I was like, <laughs> Jesus was going to a cross, and he was more concerned about people. What am I doing, JP? Hi, JP, get it together. Like, this is, a, this is a one-shot thing that we have here. You guys understand that, right? I don't know of anybody that's got a second chance at life, Right? We have one shot, and I want to get to heaven, and I want Jesus to look at me, and I want him to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Come on in. And oh, by the way, JP, look at all the other people that you told, that you just shared the good news with, and I worked in their hearts, and I redeemed them, and I saved them. Who wants to be with me on this? I want to be like, whoa, that's a lot of people. It's not just the pastor's job. Guys, can we be honest? It's not, JP, it's your job. Tell them the truth. Give it to them today. Give it to them. Give them those zingers, right? Tell them. Convict them. No, it's our job to love them, to care for them, to support them, to stay in it with them, to not just see them living where they're living, but to see for greater things for them. It's our job. It's our job. When we are walking in the call to love people, you may have to go out of your way. You may be called to love those who appear as an outcast. you got to go and you got to meet them where they're at. And finally, you'll know the heart of Jesus for people. I just want to take a few points here and talk about them if that's okay. I hope that this inspires your faith on to go and to reach people. I don't care where you're from. Can I be honest? There's some people visiting from all over the place. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you live in the suburbs, do this. If you live out in the, the, the middle of nowhere, do this. There's people around you every single day that you have an opportunity to encounter and to speak the words of Jesus over them. Amen? Yeah. Like this is, this, is, this is our call. This is our commission to change the city from the inside out. The first thing is this. Calling calls you out of your way. Jesus sought people all the time out of his way. Loving people may not always be glamorous. (laughs) It's not like you're going to get a ribbon for how well you love people. It's not like people are always going to receive your love. Hello, right? It's not like every time you love someone, they're going to be like, oh, thank you for loving me. They might be like, get away from me, you weirdo. It's happened to me, just saying, counseling moment. I'm like, I love you. They're like, you don't know me. I'm like, yeah, but I love you. Come here. Let me talk to you. And they're like, no, get away from me. But I'm going to keep loving them. Jesus did it. You might never get the acknowledgement that you think you deserve when it comes to loving people. That's okay. Heaven sees you. Heaven sees what you're doing. Heaven sees what you're going after. Heaven sees your heart to say, I want to be about people. Loving people should always cause you to go out of your way. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. Let me teach here for a moment. And he went out of his way. He went out of his way and he went to Jericho. Many people believe that that was the longest route. (laughs) From where Jesus was to where he was going, he took the longest route to get there. How many of you have ever tried to take short routes to get to a place? I'm all about the quickest routes on the MapQuest and the Google Maps. Like, last night, I, I was preaching all day yesterday, and I was out in the middle of nowhere, and I was, like, punching in, like, get me home as fast as I can. And you know, they give you, like, those, like, alternative routes on Google Maps. Does this make sense. Like, the gray ones. I'm, like, hitting every one of them, like, as I'm driving in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea where I'm at. Thank God I got home. But I'm, like, I just want the shortest route possible. Huh. I just want to get there as fast as I can. And Jesus gives us an example. He's, like, no, I didn't take the shortest route possible. I went out of my way to get To this person named Zacchaeus. He didn't just take the quickest route. He didn't just say, hey, Jesus loves you. See, we think that's loving people. We also think that it's loving people when we tell them when they're doing the wrong thing. Let me just say something. I said it last week. People are more apt to know about Jesus when they know that you love them. They're more apt to take correction when when they first know that you love them. Right? So we can't just make this a quick thing we got to take the long game. We're playing the long game here. Hello. We're, we're going to go the distance. Right? We're not just stopping short. Jesus went out of his way, and he saw something beautiful. I was with Rachel driving. We were in um, San Francisco a few years back. Right? Uh, it was an amazing trip. We got to go, and I was there, and she was like, babe, because she's so adventurous. She's like, let's, uh, let's drive from San Jose to San Francisco. Let's, see the, let's go see the bridge, the Golden State Bridge. And I was like, cool. I was like, what time do you want to leave? She's like, 5 a.m.? Why do we always leave at 5 a.m. on vacations? Like, why? Can we leave at, like, 9? She's like, no, 5 a.m., we got to get there. I looked up the traffic. I got everything squared away. We're going to go at 5 a.m. and go see the bridge, right? And I'm like, babe, I love you. You're the best. Okay, let's go. Right, so we jump in the car, right? And you may have heard this story, but we drive, like, an hour and a half or two hours or whatever the time was, and we get to San Francisco, right? And we arrive to where the bridge is at, and we show up, and it is completely cloudy. Like, I'm talking, like, from here to where the back wall is, you can't see anything past there. And I'm just like, I just woke up at 5 in the morning because I love my wife. But I'm seeing nothing. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Everyone talked about how beautiful it is, how amazing it is. So, so I'm mad, right? Imagine that. Rachel, Rachel's like, Rachel's like, well, let's go walk down on the thing. Let's try to see if we can. I said, I'm not walking anywhere. I'm so mad just having a tantrum like a child and she's like come on jp let's go walk for this. so i'm like walking with her i'm like this is so dumb we can't see anything nothing's happening like ah oh, just go get in the car let's go eat something i'm hungry and she's like no 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 she's like okay fine she finally gave in right she gave up she's like we can't see it it's a bummer i'm like babe i'm really sorry i really wanted to see the bridge with you i wanted to take all those cool pictures and show everybody all around the world that we're at the golden State gate bridge right she's like i know she's like let's just get in the car so we get in the car and we get in the car and i'm like hey babe pull up the gps to get us out of here i'm ready to go right now. And she's like, okay, don't yell at me. Like, I'm trying to get my phone out, so she's getting her phone out real fast. This is our conversations, right? You're getting an inside look into Rachel and JP's life. She's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. And as she's doing this, I'm so impatient to get out of there. I just start driving out of the parking lot. <laughs> Typical JP. I'm like, I'll figure this out. I'm the man. Right? And I start driving out, and she's like, babe, 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 don't turn. Oh, you turned right. And I was like, Yeah, I turned right. It's the only way we can turn. She's like, no. She's like, you turned right. We needed to go left. This just added 45 minutes to our time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So now we're yelling (laughs) in love. Like, I love you. You love me. Why did you tell me sooner? How crazy is this? So I turned right. Yeah. It was all part of the plan. And we're on the bridge, believe it or not. And we drive halfway through the bridge, and the clouds just open. And there's the Golden State Bridge. I was like, baby, it's all for you. I did this all for you. I did this all for you. She's like, I'm going to kill you, but this is awesome. So we drive to the other side. We take all the cool pictures. We're there for like two hours. It's the best day ever. Hello. Right? But how many of you know if I didn't take the long way, we wouldn't have seen something so beautiful? If I didn't go the wrong way, if I didn't take the longer route, if I, if I, didn't, if I just would have said, give me the fastest way out of here and just listen to we wouldn't have seen something beautiful. The Golden State uh, Bridge, it's, it's, it's awesome. Golden Gate. I keep saying state. <laughs> it's the sickness. Welcome to Oasis Church Chicago. Your pastor knows nothing. <laughs> uh, just You know, I was listening to this side story. I was listening to a podcast. Bill Simmons has a podcast. He's a, he's a sports writer. He was talking to Steph Curry, and they were talking about the Golden State Warriors. All day yesterday, it was like an hour and 45 minutes I was listening to it. Just my defense, okay? Just my defense. But if we didn't go that way, we wouldn't have seen it. And it was so beautiful. If you look for the quickest route, if you look to just look over people, if you're just trying to get to where you're going and you just disregard what's around you, you're gonna miss the beauty. There's so much beauty in people. you know this? I'm not talking physical beauty. I'm just talking like the stories, what's inside of them, what they feel called to do, the giftings, the talents, who they were, who they are, who God has called them to be. There's beauty in people. And Jesus knew this better than anybody. And he showed it to us. Let's stop living by our agendas, our calendars. Listen, if your 6 p.m. yoga class is more important than your 6 p.m. meeting with the guy in the street, we have a problem. Okay? We do. This is for me too, right? If my calendar is more important than the people that are next to me, we have a problem. And I want to say no longer are we just going to play the the, the quickest game possible. We're going to play the long game. We're going to go outside of our way to reach people just like Jesus did. When you know there is beauty in people, you know that God can reach and speak to anybody. The second thing is this. Calling calls you to the outcast. This is good. Jesus seeks the outcast all the time. Throughout his entire ministry, he went after the messy, the least of these, the sick and the hurting, the ones in pain. Jesus' entire ministry wasn't for those who were healthy, but for those who were sick. You know that, right? He doesn't say, I came to seek and save the healthy ones. All the healthy people, come on to me. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I came to seek and save those that are lost, those that are not found, those that are sick, the unhealthy, the messy we don't like the messy things of people, right? Anybody else with me on that? No, just me, standing alone. Jordan, thank you. I love you. We don't like the messiness of people. We see the messiness and we're like, they're messy. Can't talk to them. They got a lot going on. We'll Just let somebody else deal with them. This is how we act, right? This is how the church acts. We see messiness and we're like, nope, it's too messy for me. And what happens is is we forget we were just as messy. We forget all the time that we were lost, we were not found, we were messy, we were broken, and then Jesus invaded us. And so no longer can we look at people and be like, You're too messy. We got to look at people, the outcasts, the people that everyone's kicked out and said, Come, 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 I got something for you, something great, something that's going to redeem your life. It's called Jesus. In the midst of the chaotic crowd, in the midst of all the people, Jesus calls out one person. It doesn't say he calls out 55,000 other people. It says one, the chief tax collector, like I said, a.k.a. the worst, the messy. I imagine this is how I picture Zacchaeus showing up, right? He's short, right? It says scripture says he's short. Scripture's awesome. (laughs) It's just a fact, right? He's just like short and he's like walking around like, I can't see, there's so many people here because when Jesus arrived, always a crowd. There was always a crowd. And I just imagine him being like, I gotta get to this guy. I gotta see this guy. Everyone's been talking about this guy. And I just imagine the crowd being like, no, back away. Back away. We don't like you. We don't like you. You're too messy. You've done too much stuff to us. Because pain's real, right? Zacchaeus hurt and, and stole from people, right? So so I understand why they're feeling this way, probably. They're like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. And Zacchaeus is like, I gotta get to a tree. I gotta get to a tree. And Jesus shows up to the outcast in the tree. It's not like he looks at everybody else and is like, you guys are all, I'm going to minister to you. He sees Zacchaeus and he's like, I'm going to that dude. I'm going to the worst. See, if we're going to be about people, then we need to be about all people. Not just the ones that dress really cool, dress really nice, have the hipster cool language that we all talk about. It's so dope, man. It's so cool, man. It's awesome, man. Why don't we go to the ones that the people feel like they've been kicked out. They've been dismissed. They've been no longer can come into the place of God because they've done too many things wrong. What if we say, you've never done anything that will keep you from Jesus' love. Come on. Just me. Jesus is always about the outcast. He's always about those that don't have a name. That people that have just said things over people that like, yo, you're this, you're that, you're that. You know what I love about Jesus? He says, Zacchaeus. It's amazing, right? He doesn't say, hey, you sinner. You chief tax collector. Get out of that tree. I got some things to tell you. I got a lot to say to you. You've really messed up some people. You've really hurt people. I got a lot. No, Jesus says, hey, Zacchaeus, come here. I'm coming to your house for dinner. (laughs) I didn't come for the healthy. I came for the sick. I didn't come to play play cool. I came to be with those that are broken. Jesus calls out the broken, out the outcast. Man, it's just so powerful that he says Zacchaeus. You know, one of the things that I love about my wife, and I'm sorry for all the personal stories today. But, man, we'll walk down the street, right? She's way better at this than me. I'm just going to be real honest. I've learned from her. Young, single people, find someone that's going to make you better. And everybody said. When, I first, when we first moved up here, we just, and it continues to happen, but we saw so many broken people. I remember walking through the streets with her one time. We had dinner. We just had a great time. And we were walking down these stairwells. We were going to go walk the the riverfront. And there was a guy there sitting, reading his book. He was homeless. And I I immediately just felt compelled, like, to just say hello. I said, hey, man, how are you doing? Good, good, good. And I was like, good, man. Have a great night, right? Kind of like that passing by, throw a little blessing and keep walking, right? And I I kept walking, and I looked back. And Rachel's standing there with him. I'm like, babe, come on. We're going to go for a walk. You love walks. I'm walking with you. This is a good day. Let's go. And she's like. JP, she gave me one of these. Have you, men, you know, like, I was like, she gave me one of, like, and I, and I remember my wife bent over, kneeling down, and she said, hey, man, what's your name? You want to talk about conviction? <laughs> you want to talk about feeling like, oh, my goodness, why, why am I, why, why, God help me. She said, what's your name? Where are you from? What are you, what, what are you reading? Hey, hey, wh- wh- what, what happened? Why, why are you here today? Because she would say to me all the time, JP, these people have a name. They have a, they have a history. They're, they didn't just show up on the earth and become homeless. They have a story to be told. And we got to go look at these people. And we got to say, what's your name? I'm coming for you. Jesus died on a cross for people like you. He didn't just die for people in the high towers. He died for everybody. And she would say, what's your name? And they would talk and they would tell. And I just would be so convicted. Because, man, does my heart break for people like that? People that don't know Jesus. See, when you know Jesus, it's awesome. Right? Who's thankful that you know Jesus and love Jesus? It's awesome. And we just look at people and we're like, bless you, man. Well, we have the greatest news of all time. Jesus didn't just stop. He stopped and he loved. And he loved the least. He loved the outcast. Would your heart break for the least of people? We say it all the time. I say it to our leaders all the time. We're going to be a church for the people in the high castles and the people in the lowest of lows. I pray to God that people walk into this church that are off the streets. And they sit next to some of you. And they don't really smell that great. And you look at them and you say, it's so good to sit next to you. Instead of being like places and spaces that I've gone to where people see people walking in. They sit and they're like, I'm not going to sit next to those people. That is so crazy to me. Let's be a church that says no matter who walks through these doors, no matter what people say, no matter what people have done, no matter how bad they smell, no matter where they're from, no matter what they just did the night before, they're welcomed in this church. And we're going to love them. We're going to love them into the kingdom of God. They may not lift their hands and worship. They may not lift their hand to receive Jesus in that moment. But guess what? We're playing the long game. We're playing the long game. Because we came to the city not to just seek out those that are healthy. We came to seek out those that are lost and need a Savior named Jesus. And the final thing is this. Calling, knowing that we are all called to people, continues knowing Jesus' heart for people. See, when, when you get the, the burden of Jesus... You understand the heart of Jesus. Jesus says, I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus. He didn't just bless him. He went with them. He went to where he was at. We got to go to where people are at. Don't be afraid. Go to where people are at. Sit with somebody. Have a conversation across the table. That's the problem with this generation now. We're just airmailing everything on social media instead of having conversations. Conversations don't happen anymore. Let's have a conversation. Let's love people. Let's hear their stories. Let's see what's up with them. But when we know that Jesus' heart is for people, we know that our calling is what it is. That Jesus' heart for people is to say, hey, I'm coming to your house. And not only am I going to come to your house, I'm going to eat with you. And Zacchaeus gets a revelation of who Jesus is. See, when you love people, they see Jesus. And Zacchaeus's whole family, it says, was saved. His whole trajectory of his life was changed. He was no longer the chief tax collector. He was going to be someone that's going to give back. He was going to reconcile. He knew and understood the heart of Jesus. So that when you know Jesus, you should have the heart of Jesus. Does this make sense? Jesus says it finally in John 13, 34 through 35. I don't have it on the screen. but So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Catch that. The love that you have for one another will prove that you are my disciple. Holy, wait. That's a weighted message. You can pray all the prayers. I'm going to be real honest here. You can give in the offering. You can go attend an O group. You can come to prayer meeting. You can surrender, you can lift your hands. That's great. That's good. That's important. It's awesome. But if you walk out of these walls and you can't love people, it's a problem. I'm not a people person. We all are when we know Jesus. There's no excuse anymore. We got to walk out of these walls and we got to be about people. No matter where they're from, no matter what they've done, no matter what what they've experienced, we are about them. We are for them. Just like Jesus was with a man named Zacchaeus who was the worst of the worst. Maybe just maybe your lives will start to experience freedom when you get outside of yourself and you start loving people. Will people hurt you? Will they abuse you and use you? Yeah. What do you want me to say? No, It's a lie. People are people, right? People are people. And when you come to the grip set, hey, you know what? I may invest a lot of time. I may invest a lot of energy. I may love this person to death and they're going to abuse me or they're going to use me and they're never going to want to talk to me again. God, that's on you. I'll just keep doing what you've called me to do. And that is to love my brothers and my sisters no matter where they are. And so today I want to get it deep in our hearts that we are called to love people. It's a simple call. It's a simple call, but it's hard to do, right? But man, I'm I'm closing with this. The band's gonna come up, we're gonna worship. I think about I think about the times that Rach and I would go into the schools here. Pastor Charles and Kay, amazing people down in Inglewood. I'm sorry, and um, we would go and we would sit with these kids, these young kids, you know, kindergarteners, first grade, and the first time I went, I was just so overwhelmed, right, I was so overwhelmed, and I remember going back that night, and I remember weeping because I was like, God, break my heart, these kids are... These kids are experiencing so much stuff that I've never experienced. How can I help them? How can I how can I share this with them? Because that's what happens. We see people and we see their stories and we're like, we can't relate with them. We don't know what to say with them. But I said, God, help me to just speak something to them. And he said something so profound. He was like, just share me. (laughs) Just share me. And I remember walking back into those classrooms, and I remember staring these kids in the face, and I'd be like, yo, what do you want to be when you get older? I said this at prayer meeting, and they would say, I, I want to be like my uncle. I want to be like my dad. I want to be a basketball player. I want to be like an NFL player. Basically what they were saying, being like their, mom, their dad and uncles, is I want to be on the streets. And I would say, Jesus, help me. Say something to these people. i said, say, J- no. <laughs> no. What, what do you really want to be? Like, like, I got low with them. I said, what do you, what do you really want to be? Like, who do you want to be? And I remember this kid speaking so awesome to me. He was like, he like smiled. He like, his whole spear was lifted because I took a moment just to be with somebody, to be about a person. And he looked at me and he said, Mr. JP, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> and I said, you're going to be the best dang astronaut in the world. I will never come in the sky with you, but I'll support you from down here. Because I hate heights. <laughs> and I said, you can do this. Don't give your dreams up to something else. Don't live like how the world wants you to live. And I know for a sh- I know without any doubt that that kid's life is changed today. Because I said, hey, Jesus loves you. I shared it in the CPS school. Huh, awesome. I said, Jesus loves you and he's going to make you the best astronaut in the world. He's going to change your life. He's going to do But you know what doesn't happen? This does not happen if I don't go and say, God, break my heart for people. Change my heart for the way you see people. I don't want to be about a clique. Clicks are a joke. I tell these guys all the time, this isn't about us and our cool clique. This is about people here in this city that need the radical love and transformation of Jesus Christ. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're called to be, God wants to use you where you are at to reach people. Will today you let him? Will you let him? With every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray this prayer today. I want to pray a simple prayer over you. That you would just allow God to truly break your heart for people. That you would just be so consumed with loving people. That you would be proud to love people. That you would go and seek out those that that are the outcasts. Those that are the broken. Those that don't have it all together. Would you be about people here in this place? So, Heavenly Father, right now, I ask through your Holy Spirit, that you would break our hearts in this place. God, that we would know and understand that our avenues and the things that we do may be different, but our calling is the same, and that is to be for people. No matter what they've done, no matter what they're going to do, that we will love people, we will serve people, we will go after people the same way that you did, God. Jesus, I pray right now that you will equip us with everything we need to be for people. God, that every conversation that we have, God, that you'll give us your spirit, that you will dwell among us, God, that you will speak words to us, God, so that we could share hope, God. God, I pray that in every workspace and school, God, we will be bright lights, we will be beacons of hope, God, for this city, God, no matter where people are from, God, God, that you will raise up mighty, courageous leaders, God, that are going to love people, that are going to serve people, and they are going to see your kingdom come here in this city. So, God, would you raise us, would you equip us, and, God, we're going to be sure to give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, all that is worthy to your name, the name above every name, in Jesus' name. Come on, church.